Are you a service-based business owner looking to increase profits to fund your lifestyle? Well, this podcast is for you. We bring you inspirational guests sharing actionable tips to solve many of the struggles you face each and every day. And now, over to your host, Paul Higgins. Hello to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe. If you're a regular, thanks for your support. Love to get your feedback at paul at buildlivegive.com. It means the world to me when you do. You're welcome to take notes and the interviews are fully transcribed. Our guest today is someone who was a journalist and then a freelancer for 25 years working for some of the largest social media properties on the world. They also wrote LinkedIn profiles for clients at Vengresso. She now is a best-selling author and she is a goalologist. You'll find out what that means shortly. She loves helping you find out what you want and how to get it. So why listen? She goes through a three-step goal-setting technique. She actually calls it the DEB method. So the first is D is determine your mission, E is explore your options, and B is brainstorm your path. And she goes through helping you to use this framework to get what you want, find out first what you want, but also to get it. They've kindly given a free gift to start 2021 off on the right foot. So over now to Deborah, or we'll call her Deb, but Deborah Eckerling from the DebMethod.com. Welcome, Deborah Eckerling from the Deb Method to the BLG podcast. Welcome, Deb. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, well, you know, I cannot wait for this episode because it will be released on the 5th of January, just in time for everyone to set their goals. And I know that's what you are world-class at, helping people do that. So we'll definitely dive more into that. But why don't we start with something your family or friends would know about you that we may not? The, the top thing that comes to mind when I'm asked that question is that I didn't love to cook till about three years ago. So I was literally the takeout queen. I was great at ordering. And then about three (laughs) years ago, I got an Instant Pot and it was life-changing for me because I was always good at vegetable prep. But here is this device where you put in ingredients and it comes out meals. And it, it just changed my way of thinking. And the other reason why I love it so much is the Instant Pot is probably the best productivity tool because you can put your food in and do something, anything to work towards your goals. And then when it's done, you've accomplished something and you have a meal. It's Ah. win-win. So I don't know what an Instant Pot looks like, but have you heard of a Thermomix? I have not. Is it a pressure cooker? Yeah, look, it, I'd describe it as that. It's, it's uh, in American dollars, they're probably, you know, 1500 to 2000 American dollars. And effectively, they're just uh, a chef in your kitchen. So very similar thing. You can just cook anything in this thing. And uh, I know for us, it's completely changed the way uh, we cook as well. And when I say we cook, I must admit it's about a 90-10 in our house. But uh, anyway, that's that's great. And, and look, what a great time to do that as well because, um, you know, eating at home has become uh, very much the, 
the thing, unfortunately, in California where you live. Well, it is. And one of the things that it's like every day, it's like, thank goodness I learned to love to cook a few years ago. Because <laughs> if I hadn't, it would have been, I, I guess I would have been forced into it. So it's good that it worked backwards that way. Excellent. Well, look, well, look. I know you've been a, a freelance. You you were a journalist and a, a freelancer for twenty five years, and uh, you've had quite an amazing career with words. And why don't you just take us a little bit through that journey and what led you? And I'll uh, we'll definitely going to cover it, the Deb method. But uh, yeah, take us through that sort of twenty five years in in two minutes. Wow. I feel so old when you say 25 years, but I guess that's accurate. Uh, and I've been writing and I, I guess we would say working a day job for years. I started out my career doing events for Barnes & Noble and I went from that to publishing. I worked in corporate. I, I've been in a lot of different industries and always freelancing at the same time in that until I, I've been on my own, I'd say completely since 2013, but I, I'm going in circles. Let me back up. I started doing goal groups when I did events for Barnes & Noble. And someone came into my cafe and said, why don't you start a writer support group? And I said, if you think people will show up, I'm happy to do it. And who knew that that would be the first step in this journey that I've taken uh, to career expert. So for me, uh, support group meant, okay, what are you working on? What are you planning on accomplishing? What did you do? And celebrating all these victories. And over the years, I moved to LA. I restarted my group. It became online and then hybrid. And now obviously it's online again, but it was really all about celebrating the wins and making plans. So along those lines, people started asking me to coach and to speak, and that's really how my goal-setting expertise developed. And then two and a half years ago, my primary communications client was going away, and I said, this is an omen. It is my time to step into what I was meant to do, which is to help as many people as I can figure out what they want and how to get it, define, plan, and achieve your goals. So from there, I created the Deb Method. And how fortunate is it that my name worked well with the system I've been doing for years? So that's probably longer than two minutes, but that certainly encapsulizes where I started to where I am-ish. Excellent. And look, you know, I know you've been supporting people uh, all along. You know, you've got uh, Rider Online, you've You've been running these goals groups, but let's flip the coin for a moment. Who's helped you through this 25-year journey of, uh, you know, like you said, working for some people, but mainly freelancing? Well, I would have to say my mom's always been my biggest champion because she's, she's an artist and a creative and she gets me and she's always been one of those who says, you do what you love. That's what's really the most important. So she gets all the gold stars. I say she's my cheerleader, and then I cheerlead everybody else. Excellent, excellent. So it sounds like the we have a saying here, and I don't know if it's the same in California, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We say that too, yes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I lost my mum last year, but most people I'd say would 
would say that I take after my mum and my mum was um, a very much a community person and, and just always wanted to help other people. So, yes, I can thank my mum as well. She gets the gold stars. Uh, brilliant. Well, look, you know, we'll move into the build section and, uh, you know, you sort of talked about how with the Deb method you help people, um, you know, find out what they want and get it, which is great. So when people say, hey, Deb, what does that actually mean? How do you answer that? Well, the first part is, and you you really just said this, is you can't get what you want if you don't know what you want. And that's really the essence of the Deb method is that focus on what do I want? What is Goldtopia? I made up this word for my book because I was looking for this word that didn't exist And Goaltopia is living the life you want, achieving your goals. And it can change and it probably will change over time. But if you close your eyes and think, okay, what is the ideal life that I want right now? What does that look like? And that is that very first step. And and for some people that's, uh, you know, even I, I I started to visualize then and the first thing that came to me was time frame, you know, like how do I put a time frame to that? Is it, you know, 12 months, five years, the rest of my life? You know, what what do you know about, you know, finding out what you want and how how long do you do you uh, plan that out? Well, I'm sure the people who at the beginning of 2020 thought their Goaltopia was one thing <laughs> is completely changed. So let's say your Goaltopia is to be a keynote for full stadiums. Well, that's not really going to cut it right now, but you can alter it and say, okay, my Goaltopia is to be the subject matter expert in speaking to sold out Zooms, you know, these large groups of people. Or maybe it's having that, the Goaltopia is having that work-life balance, a job you love, a great family relationships. It, it can be, or maybe Goaltopia is building a business and that is your life. So it can change over time. It will change over time. But I think if you think about big picture, what, for lack of a better word, what happy means to you, I think that's really where Goaltopia starts. Great. Well, we'll get into the Deb method in a minute because I know that's how, you know, your fantastic methodology and how you help others. But before we do that, who do you love to work with? Okay. So uh, I love what your mum said, uh, do what you love, but who do you love to work with? I love to work with anybody who's, ready to make that change. I've had, and this is really funny, I've had people who've heard me speak and come to me years later. Deb, I was at your group, or I heard you speak at UCLA. I'm ready now. So the people that I love to work with are the ones who are ready. They're ready to write that book, start that business, incorporate a side hustle, or they know they need to make a change and they don't know what that is. So I do, I, I lead my goal groups. I do workshops. I do one-on-one coaching. And some of the people I work with are like, I have so many interests. I don't know what to do. So we talk and we, we really hone in on, okay, you've mentioned all these things. 
but you get really excited about this one. So let's go down that path. Or the entrepreneur who's been thinking for years, I, I need to write my book and I just can't get it together. And then in those cases, I work more like a, a fitness coach. We make a plan and then we meet every week, every other week, every month, do troubleshoot issues and make sure the project keeps moving forward. And what are some of the, uh, well, firstly, are there consistencies? Let's say a book, you know, I've, I gave birth to a book. What's the saying? Everyone's got a book um, inside them. It's just not many let it out. So I finally did that in 2019. And to be honest, I wrote most of my book on dialysis. So it was, you know, it was it's hard enough to write a book. Believe me, on dialysis, it's a bit harder. But, you know, what are the sort of the common things that you see people really struggle with when writing a book when you're that fitness coach? The biggest challenge people have is time. It's when am I going to do it? I am so busy. You know, you said you wrote your book on dialysis. You were a captive audience, right? Yes, That's, very captive. <laughs> but it, it, you were in this situation, but you used it to your advantage because you were in one place and, and you were focused on getting that book out of you. And that's the thing. It's where do I find the time? It's what do I need to give up to get this? And I, I'm also not a fan of giving up things that you love. I think it's just a matter of balance. So even if it's 15 minutes a day, a few days a week, it's going to add up. But if you look at it and say, well, that's not going to get me anywhere. I'm not going to do it. Well, of course, it's not going to get you anywhere. If that's your attitude, you really need to, first of all, love what it is you want to write. You need to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, this is cool. I need to figure out how to add it in. So you need to love what you want to work on. You need to be thinking about it. If not all the time, you know, when you have a little downtime and you can't be writing, keep it in your head and then really embrace those small pockets of time. Because that really is the biggest challenge is when am I going to do it? Well, if you want to do it, you're going to make the time, you're going to get excited about it, and you're going to do these things in small pockets until you come up with the result you want. Yeah, and I, I, I can't remember who it was, uh, but it was a very well-known author that used to, and you may know who it is, Deb, but used to fly you know, from LA to Japan and back because they wrote best on a plane. So they didn't, you know, it was basically a return flight to somewhere, but that's where they wrote their books. Uh, so it was often that time, you know, finding the best place where you do write and then making sure that you lock time in for that place. Yes. And, and I'm going to add another tip on top of that is to have whatever the project, the passion project that you're working on, keep everything together. So whether it's on your computer with backups or a notepad or a little bit of both, because usually I start all my drafts on a legal pad and then I will type them in and develop it. But it's the same computer document and it's the same notebook. So when I have an idea, I write it down. I don't have to look for it 
when it's not it's writing time. It's there waiting for me. So you keep your like project your notes for your projects in different like compartments, whether it's on your desk with a file folder in a notebook or on your computer or both. So when you have that time, you're not wasting it looking for what you want to work on. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the passion word. And I know that, you know, that it's like uh, two schools of thought and I won't go into politics, but you know, it's like two different parties. So you know, some say, yes, follow your passion, and other people say, no, your passion won't fulfill your, your, your goals per se. You know, follow your passion in your private life, but not particularly a passion in business. You know, with all your experience, what's your view on, on uh, you know, following your passion? I think if you're not doing the thing that you love, if it's not your full-time gig, find a way to do it on the side. So yes, ideally, I think everybody should love at least all, at least part, if not all of their life. And work is such a huge part of your life. And if you can, don't love your job and you can change it. I'm, this is Deb method-ishness, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. Trying to describe it without being too Debbed. If you don't love your job, think about what you're passionate about that you can do on the side to bring joy in your life and be open to the fact that it can build into something that could be more of your life. Again, it's that balance. Yeah, well, look, for me, you know, I was a director at Coca-Cola who loved to coach and I suppose that's what I did. So I did that on the side and I was also on advisory boards and then that ended up for me finally, you know, leaving uh, to, to do that. I realised it wasn't my passion once I started doing it full time. Uh, much better mentor than a, than a coach. But, uh, yeah, I, I really agree that's great advice. Now, I know we've kept everyone waiting for too long. So the Deb method, take us through the Deb method. Okay. And I, I feel like there's too much suspense, but we can only go up from here, right? Correct. Come on. <laughs> you've got it. You've got it with, with spades. Well, and I thank you. So DEB stands for determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. And these are the three phases that anyone can go to as it relates to their life, to a project, to a transition to set themselves up for success. So the D, did you want to say something? Yeah. No, I was just going to say, take us through each. So D is determine your mission. It goes back to, to get what you want, you need to know what you want. And the five phases within the D are visualization. You know, what is Goaltopia? What does that look like? And what sort of visual cue can you create to look at so you keep your eye on the prize. So it starts by visualizing the life that you want and solidifying it in some way. Then write your current bio because you need to know where you are in order to write, see where you're going. So the third phase in this is your future bio. So visualization, current bio, vision, current bio, future bio. I get very excited sometimes. That's right. Too fast. <laughs> It, and from there, 
It's what is your mission statement? Think about who you are, what you love, what you want to create, but also in what way it will help others. And it could be to educate, inform, entertain. It could be you want to create something to make the lives better of other people. For me, my mission is to help as many people as possible figure out what they want and how to get it using my systems background and experience, blah, blah, blah. So my, my mission statement, as are many, it can be very long. What is your background? What do you do? And how does it help? And then you want to shorten it into a motto, which is the fifth thing of determine your mission. Because you're not going to be, I mean, great. You want to repeat your motto all the time, fine by me. But the motto, that's like your compass. This is what three, four, five words really embody who you are, what you stand for. So you've heard my mission. My motto is goal setting simplified. So everything I create, whether it's a book or a workshop or coaching, all of my systems are goal setting simplified because I believe the changes you need to make, that's going to be challenging enough. The instructions should be easy to understand and follow. Excellent. And if you stay to the end, we Deb has a, a little gift for you all about mission statement and motto. So uh, please stay and uh, Deb will share that at the end. So that's brilliant. So we've got uh, vision, current bio, future bio, mission statement and motto. So what's the E stand for, Deb? Okay. Well, so we've determined our mission and we know what we want out of life, but it's going to manifest itself in different ways. So E is explore your options. What does that mean? So your Goaltopia is you want to build a Fortune 500 company. Well, great. What kind of company? (laughs) What are you going to create? Is it a product? Is it a service? What do you want to bring out into the world? Or maybe your Goaltopia is to be world-renowned for your thoughts on a particular subject. So what does that mean? Do you want to write a book, start a podcast, blog? Any sort of mission, life experience, it can go in so many different directions. And the in your goal guide, I use the four different four different goal paths. So we talk about uh, career job change, become a, (laughs) I'm doing it, I'm trying to do it forward and I'm doing it in circles. So uh, one path is a career job change. A different path is to start or build a business. Third path is to become a known expert. And the fourth path is work-life balance. So these are the different examples I use throughout the book, but each of these different paths have multiple answers. So you want to do a career change or a job change. Well, what does that mean? So you use the E to explore what that might mean for you. So it's, we start with directed journaling, which is my, the method of brainstorming that I feel works brilliantly whether you're trying to figure out your path or try to make a decision. And it's very simple. It's you schedule three, four, five, 15 minute sessions with yourself where you're just answering a question or a series of questions. 
What do I want? How does that look like? What do I want to create? Something of that nature. And then after you've done it several times, you go back and only then can you read your thoughts. Because what's going to happen is you are going to find patterns in there. You're going to talk about things you had no idea you loved. And maybe the thing you thought you wanted to do, you mentioned once or twice. So exploring your options is all about spilling your head, what's in your mind out on paper, taking a look, finding common themes. And then from there, you want to pick up a few different ideas that you can do some research on, maybe have some informational interviews or Google or watch videos. And then at the end of Explore Your Options, you're going to pinpoint that destination. Yeah. And I think that's so important that that research, uh, I must admit, you know, I've got to thank the people that I went and spoke to that were ahead of where I was when I wanted to leave. You know, you know. so what's it like? You're, you're two years in, so what's it like now? You're three years in, what's it like now when you get to that point? I think that's really, really important. Now, I'm not surprised that you do that being a, an ex-journo, but I think for all of us, you know, do that. You don't have to make it so hard to think that you've got to do it by yourself. So uh, that's great. So, you know, under Explore Your Options, there was Career Biz Expert and Work-Life Balance. So the last one, Deb, uh, the B. So what does the B stand for? Well, it's brainstorm your path. So you know where you want to go. So again, start by creating this monster list of goals, benchmarks, tasks, everything you think you need to do to turn that goal into reality. So I'm talking, we want to put personal goals, professional goals, because personal and professional do work very well together. If you need a healthier lifestyle, if that's one of your goals, then you brainstorm everything you think you need to do that because being healthy is going to make you more productive in work. I don't need to tell you that, Paul, you know this. Yes. (laughs) Uh, By the same token, your business goals are going to help your personal life because if you are miserable at your job, but what you're brainstorming is what kind of side hustle you can start, that's going to bring joy into your personal life and everything's going to kind of up level from there. So you want everything out of your head on a sheet of paper and then divide it out into personal and professional goals and then categorize them. So see which short-term goals are going to lead to your long-term goals. See what benchmarks you need to accomplish to achieve each short-term goal, what tasks need to be done for each benchmark. So it's, let's say you, because this is relevant for just about everybody, you need a website or a blog. Okay, what does that mean? So short-term goal is to create the website Benchmarks are going to be things like figure out the tech. So website, URL, hosting, all the different particulars of how you want to manage it. Another arm of that is going to be your branding. What logo, colors, what theme or message is going to go be a part of this website that you are creating. And then the content is a third benchmark. Figure out the content within the content what imagery you want to use, what blog posts, what you're going to write about, who you're going to interview. So all these different 
elements of tasks make up each benchmark, when you reach each benchmark, you can achieve that short-term goal. Brilliant. Excellent. And, you know, I know Deb's actually put out a book, Your Goal Guide. It came out in uh, January of of this year and it goes into this in detail and you can take that framework and apply it. So remember it's uh, Deb. So it's determine your mission, explore your options and brainstorm your path. So, um, and you can go to thedebmethod.com to find more about that. So before we go into the live section, I'd like to talk about our assessment to help you work out if you're going to have a high or low seven-figure business in 2021, just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment and answer 15 questions in three minutes or less. Based on your results, you'll either get a free strategy call with me and I will make sure you walk away with a clear plan. Not a sales pitch, but a clear plan. And then also, if you're in the top bracket of results and you've got everything going in the right way, like Deb, you will come on and share your experience on the podcast. So just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment. So the next section is the live section, Deb, as I said. And I think for you, because you know you do combine that personal and business and what you've said with your Deb method, I thought it'd be great to spend a little bit more time in this section than we normally do. So now, what are some daily habits that help you be successful? Well, I think the to-do list really is, it's my BFF and it should be yours as well. Because not only are you going to be brainstorming your path and figuring out all the things you need to do to reach those goals, each day, each week, you have something or many things you need to do. And again, we're going into that time thing. So at the beginning of the week, write out your to-do list, again, categorize it, and then go into your calendar and set up appointments for when you are going to do all the different things. So you want to schedule everything. So your work obligations, if, if your goals are not related to them, any appointments you have, networking events, anything and everything, if it's on the calendar, it's going to get done or it's got a much better chance of getting done than if you keep it in your head, right? Yeah, and, and what's the detail, Deb, that you, you recommend? So for me, for example, uh, you know, I'm a Stephen Covey fan, so, you know, big rocks, little rocks. Um, and if, you know, that video always comes to mind with the – that lady with the, the terrible uh, 70s or 80s perm. I think it was 80s perm. But, um, you know, so for me, I, I do that. I block in my personal first and then I block in my key activities. But then I have all the detail within my project management software, which is Asana that I use, you know, and, and I don't keep the detail in calendar uh, because to me, you know, that's when I did – a uh, program for uh, Stephen Covey as a facilitator. They called it the five, habit, um, five habits of highly successful people. It was, um, you know, they said don't go into the detail. So that was their recommendation based on neuroscience. But what's yours? Like how detailed should you get in that calendar versus, for example, a to-do list or a project management software? Well, one thing that I recommend, and I love if 
project management software works for you, great. I'm a huge fan of the basics. Calendar, pen, paper, Word documents. You know, whatever is easiest, whatever you're comfortable with, it's going to get done easier because, again, it's your comfort level. So your to-do list should be as detailed as you need it to be. And I usually, I say usually, um, when I follow my advice, I'm much more successful than when I think I know better than myself. So <laughs> I write at the beginning of the week as detailed a list on paper as I can. And then I will divide it in a calendar appointment into each client and what needs to get done for each client this week, what I need to do for my book outreach, media outreach, et cetera. That's another category, um, miscellaneous client work, and then other appointments. On top of which, I'll put in my meetings and networking events. Now, pre-COVID isolation, I always said one networking event a week is ideal, but you don't have to travel to networking events anymore. So you can easily do at least two or three a week, right? So I figured two is good. I'm all about setting you up for success. And that will also be in my calendar. And if I don't have them scheduled, I'll have fine two networking events. Usually I have more, so that's not a problem. So you start with a very detailed list and then put into the calendar the pockets of time that you're going to be working on whatever it is your goal, whatever goal you are developing. So you put in all your have-tos and then see what the rest of your week looks like and then put in appointments. So you want to say, I can do two hours a week and maybe it's two one-hour appointments or four half-hour appointments. But set those into the calendar and you can have me time or whatever code word you want to use. But the trick is afterwards, then write the detail of what you accomplished into your calendar. And the reason for this tracking is, especially if you're doing baby steps, at the end of the month, you're going to be like, what have I accomplished? I'm so frustrated. But if you look at your calendar, it's at a glance, ooh, I did this, 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 and this. I am making progress. And that's what's going to motivate you to keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, I just did a wrap of 2020 and it was so easy to go back through my calendar just by week and just see the key highlights of the things that I'd achieved. So I think that's uh, that's excellent advice. And, um, you know, I think... You know, it, 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 I think it comes down to personal choice, doesn't it? Like for me, for example, I always use calendar, um, electronic project management so that I can delegate to my team. Whereas I think if you're working more solo and you've got a natural in, um, inclination to write, the only thing I'd recommend is there is a little tool called Rocketbook. Have you heard of a Rocketbook, Deb? I have heard of Rocketbook. I've not used it, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, well, look, it's it's basically a 30-page book that you can just write as you normally would, and then down the bottom, it allows you to distribute that to anywhere. So it could be email, calendar, et cetera. Um, oh, sorry, um, you know, to Google Docs or something like that. But then you just rub it out 
and you just start again. You got an erasable uh, pen, and uh, yeah, it saves a lot of paper. So um, if you love the feeling of of writing, but you still want it to be able to be sent somewhere, that might be something to look at. No affiliation uh, with Rocketbook. Uh, and and just last question on this, Deb, around aligning your living to your goals. Uh, how do you check back into what your goals are? What's what's some advice there on? you know, how often and the ways to do it? Well, the first thing is that visualization that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. that should be on your desk. Your motto should be on your desk and whatever three to five, like big picture goals, the things that you're working towards, they should be in a place that you can see all the time. And it's, if you're in an office where there are other people around, you could put it, like on a poster board. And then if someone's coming in, you can always flip it. So your notes, if you saw my office, I have notes everywhere behind my desk. And it's just, it's eye on the prize stuff. You can't accomplish the things that you can't see. So put things where you can see them. And in terms of when to revisit, rework, beginning of the year, Arbitrary, yes, but it works. It's a perfect time to reassess your goals and then maybe every three months, every six months, or when you have a change into your life, whether it's by choice or by circumstance, that's another great time to look at and reassess your goals. But you do want to give things time, depending on how much time you're devoting to them, let them evolve with you and kind of ride that wave. And that's why the motto is so important because if you know what you're working towards, you can use that lens when opportunities come your way to decide where to spend your time. Excellent. Well, the next section is the give section. And what charity or community are you passionate about and why? Well, I am passionate about, I'd say community in general, because especially now, but even before, we don't live in a vacuum. You cannot achieve your goals alone. You need your people. So I, I'd like to take this opportunity to invite anybody who's listening to join my Write On Online community on Facebook. And it's this stemmed from that original group that I started all those years before ago. It's for writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs to share their wins, post their goals, and connect, develop relationships. So I'm very passionate about helping people reach their goals, but also connect so they're better able to reach their goals. Brilliant. Well, that's uh, on Facebook. You just go writer online and we'll also have a link for you in the show notes as well. And uh, all the proceeds of my book, Build, Live, Give, and a portion of my revenue goes to the Purple House. So you can find out more at purplehouse.org.au. So the last section is a rapid fire section, Deb. So I'll, give you some questions and you give me some rapid fire answers. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. So the first one, what are your top three personal effectiveness tips? Uh, live your motto, embrace change and schedule everything. Brilliant. And what tech is essential to running your business? I know you've spoken about your calendar quite a bit. What's, what's that? And then what's one other? Oh, uh, G suite. Absolutely because you need to keep all of your ideas in one place, keep track of your notes. 
I also love Zoom because you can, even if you're at home, you can connect with people face-to-face and it's so important. Yeah, and a quick shout out to um, someone, once again, I don't have an affiliate code, but grain.co where they, you can record your Zoom, it goes into a transcript and you can highlight and send segments of a Zoom call. It's absolutely brilliant. So that's grain.co. So what's the best source of new ideas for you? Brainstorming. And you can't, you can't, do you want me to detail or do you want me to leave it at that? I think we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, I know because you've gone through the brainstorming part in uh, the B in, uh, mm-hmm. in your Deb method, which is great. And the last one, uh, and it's the big one, and that's why I leave it to the end, what impact do you want to leave on the world? I just want to help as many people as possible figure out what they want, how to get it, and live their Goaltopia, live that ideal life, because we all deserve it. Well said. And look, this is coming out, as I said, on the 5th of January, 2021. And it's just a perfect opportunity because let's face it, we've all had years that a year, 2020, that we didn't expect. Now, everyone's uh, had uh, been impacted differently, but I think it's a brilliant time to really take, you know, take check and say, hey, what do I really want to do? Okay, you know, what do I really want to do and what a legacy and what do I want to provide to the world? So you can uh, go to thedebmethod.com forward slash BLG and Deb has kindly given us a mission and motto worksheet. So that is, you know, the first part of the Deb method uh, under the determine your mission. So go and get that. So thedebmethod.com forward slash BLG and also go and read her book, Your Goal Guide, where you can get that at the same link or at the same website, thedebmethod.com. So it was absolutely brilliant having you on today, Deb. And we all need, I think, to contribute better to the world and certainly better than some of our politicians have behaved in 2020. And, uh, you know, you take charge of your life and thanks for helping people, you know, taking charge of their life. So, Deb, it was wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for having me. And just as a side note, anybody who's listening, please go on LinkedIn, connect with me. I also have a Facebook group for people who are reading your goal guide that they can join as well to share their journey and ask questions. Excellent. You're such a giver. And, uh, Shout out to your mum for uh, for giving such a, a fantastic example that you're following. So uh, have a great day, Deb. Thanks, you too. And thanks again for, for this wonderful conversation. Excellent. Bye. Bye. So that was a great structure that Deb gave us, and you can take that into your planning for 2021. Her book has the Deb method, but also has strategies for how to implement and success. So think of it as two in one. So you can get her book directly at your goal guide book. So your goal guide book.com, and that will take you straight to Amazon. You get the full transcribed show notes at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. What is your biggest takeaway from Deb? What did you learn? Please share on your socials mentioning Deb and the Deb method. Get your mission and motto worksheet that we mentioned at the end at the 
debmethod.com forward slash BLG. If you believe someone you know would benefit from the show, please share. They would love you for it. Wouldn't that be a nice New Year's gift? Fill out the assessment to know if you will have a high or low seven-figure business in 2021. Just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment. Please take action to build, live, and give. Thanks for listening to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave us a review. It would mean the world to us.